What's up, happiness homies? Welcome back to another episode of Modern Business, where I'm helping you become a full-time entrepreneur, uh, making more money, having more free time, and really loving what you do and going full-time doing that. And on today's episode, I'm so excited to bring to you a very special guest of mine, um, Sonia, Sonia Lopez. Uh, and she is a manifestation coach, a manifestation master. Maybe you've heard a little bit about manifesting. Maybe you've done a little bit. Maybe you've tried a little bit. You've tried different techniques. Maybe you have no idea what the hell we're talking about. This episode is for you. Um, Sonia specializes in really helping you get in touch with those deep subconscious beliefs, getting figuring out your current level of engagement in life and what emotional blocks might be getting in the way of your fulfillment and manifesting anything you desire, whether that's more money, the relationship, the perfect job, it, it could literally be anything. And, it, and it's so great in this episode where she shares, I'm like, you know, tell me some of the things your uh, clients have manifested. And I think the very first thing to note is that all of her clients have manifested exactly what they came into the course looking to manifest. So what she does is super powerful. She's really good at it. So really, you know, if you are someone, uh, I'm just going to read from our website though, but if you're someone who knows you're supposed to be living a much bigger life than you are now, if you want to uncover all the hidden subconscious blocks that may be undermining your life and the ability to manifest your dreams, if you're wondering why sometimes you feel stuck and you can't get motivated to manifest the life you dream of or, or things like that, I know, I know even for myself, right? I sit here and I'm like, I'm doing all the things. How come I can't get what I want? How come I'm not making the money? How come I'm not reaching my goals? How come, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever it might be, you're going to really love this episode. So uh, without further blabbering on, I'll let uh, myself and Sonia take over in this interview. You guys are going to love this one. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Uh, and so, yeah, without further ado, Sonia Lopez. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Modern Business. I'm here with a good friend of mine, Sonia Lopez. Sonia, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome, Matt. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. I'm so happy to have you on. So as you guys have heard in the intro, Sonia, you are a manifestation master. So I would love to just start there and ask you, um, what is manifestation? I feel like people hear this. Maybe they're coming from a place where like, oh, it's woo woo. Or maybe people have tried it and they're like, ah, it doesn't work. Or, you know, so how would you describe manifestation? And then I think a nice follow-up question is, what do people have wrong about it? Okay, that's, I love that question because most people just have a perception of it. And I love just clarifying that we're always manifesting. So somehow, somewhere along the line, manifesting got this reputation when the, the movie The Secret came out that it's all about the law of attraction and the law of vibration. And yes, you can certainly use those laws to speed up your manifestations. But manifestation simply means that you are creating your external reality based on your inner landscape. And there's a lot of nuances in there too. I mean, we, this podcast could be hours long talking about manifestation, but basically that's what it means. It means that most people, most of us are creating a reality on autopilot because we are not choosing it. We're just kind of like going day to day, not really being mindful of what we want to create. I teach conscious manifestation, which with the law of attraction and the law of vibration, but it's basically just helping people to be more mindful as to what they want their life to look like based on their values, based on how they want to feel, based on a bunch of things. Mm, okay, I love this. Uh, so, oh man, okay, so where do we start? So you, you talk about all these laws, right? Law of, law of attraction, um, uh, <laughs> I'm already losing it in all the- Law of vibration. Vibration, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's a lot of yeah. laws. 
So uh, I think maybe a lot of people are, might be familiar with law of attraction. Can you speak on that a little bit? So law of attraction says that what you are putting out into the universe, where everything is energy. So let's start there. Everything is energy and there's nothing woo-woo about it. You can go do your research on it. I always invite people to get curious with it because anything we say isn't law until you yourself haven't like read it and looked it up and believed it, right? Mm -hmm. So law of attraction says that everything that you resonate out based on emotions. So here's another add on to this conversation. Most people think that you're manifesting on thought alone. You have so many thoughts per day that if you manifested on thought alone and, and plus they're negative, if we manifested on thought alone, we'd all be in big trouble. Mm. We're not that powerful, right? But you do manifest from resonance, which is your emotional state. So an example I love to give just to bring it down to earth is you ever like wake up, like maybe when you worked in corporate, and you would wake up and you woke up late and you were like, oh man, oh, and then everything, like you were startled about everything. And then you went and like poured yourself a cup of coffee and you spilled it. And then you got in the car and you hit traffic because you're already all crunchy, right? That's what contracted energy does. So that's an, a perfect example of how your inner state is creating and attracting your outer reality because mm -hmm. you woke up and you were stressed out. You're already in the hormones of stress. Therefore, everything else around you is going to be like, feel like stressor, a stressor. Are you telling so me? The whole, are you telling me that if I woke up and, oh no, I'm late, but it's okay. You know, take a deep breath. It's all good. And then I wouldn't spill my coffee and then there wouldn't be any traffic. Is that true? Or, and you would spill your coffee, but it wouldn't be you wouldn't suffer as a result of spilling your coffee because mm -hmm. you're not in contracted energy. You would see it differently. Your perception of the spilled coffee would be different. Mm -hmm. So here's, here's, I'll add even lengthen the example a little bit to your point. Let's say you woke up all Zen and you spilled your coffee, right? And then you were, you hit traffic. And as a result, you were late for work. Somebody who's not in contracted energy would see that as well, maybe the universe prevented me from getting into a car accident. Mm -hmm. Whereas the person in contracted energy that's all tense and tight is all mad at the world now and it ruined their day as a result of seeing it from their lens of negativity. Mm. Yeah. And so, yes. And so with that law of attraction, um, again, if you are just continually, you know, what I hear and kind of my understanding, if you continually like, of course I spilled the coffee, I'm such an idiot. Like, ah, uh, and then, oh, fucking traffic there's always fucking traffic like uh, i hate where i live and then what happens they get to work and then everything starts to just like that downward spiral of just more it's like the the, the whole day is crappy well i mean you're you're in essence if you continue to live in that state you're creating a neural pathway in the brain and our brains are already biased toward negativity by the way our brain's biased and our nervous system's bias is to scan for threat to keep us safe. So we're already, we already don't have a great start <laughs> to all yeah. of it. So then you add onto that your own hormones of stress and living in those hormones of stress, you just continue to create the neural pathway and you continue to, you know, I almost don't like saying to attract those things to you because I also don't believe like when somebody has asked me like, well, what about a baby who gets cancer? How did they attract that? I don't buy that. I don't take the law of attraction that far right? because there's also karmic law. There's also, a, a, or I call it karmic curriculum. Like we're born 
into this world with certain lessons that we need to learn. Mm. So no, we don't create all the crap, right? But you can certainly, based on your state and your perception of the world, create a better life for yourself. Mm. So, okay, I want to dive into that because, yeah, I think that's a really good point, right? People say that like, you know, or, you know, my brother died in whatever accident, like, what did I do to deserve this and all those things. Uh, but even like a baby, you know, a baby gets cancer. What lesson could they possibly learn from that? They're not totally, would you say they're totally conscious yet? Or, you know, what's going on there? So uh, in the example of a baby, and I have done some reading on this, um, the lesson maybe isn't so much. And again, this is very, it can get very esoteric. Um, it's not so much that the baby is here to learn the lesson. They're, they're here to, to fulfill their karmic curriculum. Mm. It's maybe that that baby came to be a teacher to his, his or her parents. Mm. And so what is the lesson for them? And I mean, I have, I'm speaking from a place of having gone through very many dark, dark times in my life. Um, so I, I don't speak of this lightly, like, oh, the baby came as a teacher. You know, I don't speak of it lightly because I've been through dark moments and I can tell you that I've gotten through them and I've manifested awesome things in those dark moments. That's why I don't buy the whole bullshit about you have to be positive. You have to be high vibes. Mm -hmm. I was a hot mess during my, my four years of being sick with five autoimmune conditions. And I manifested some really epic shit on top of my healing. Mm, okay, cool. All right, let's let's go down to that. Let's get back into the manifestation a little bit. So um, you're in these dark times. Uh, it's hard, right? You're not going to deny it's hard. And so I'd love for you to kind of speak on, um, you don't have to get specific if you don't want to, but you know, what feelings are you having in those dark times? And, and how can you possibly manifest good out of that? Yeah, so what happened with me, one of the things that was wrong was my, I, my adrenal function was not there. It was not functioning. So when your adrenal function isn't there, your nervous system is shot. Therefore, you are in fight or flight. You're in it and you can't as much as at the time I was already a certified coach. So I had all the tools. Plus, I'm also a um, therapeutic yoga teacher. I've been trained in the nervous system and all of that. So I had those tools, but no matter how, how much I used them, I couldn't get myself out of the darkness because my adrenals were not functioning. So how did I manifest it? Again, it goes to, it's not about positive. It's my belief system of the things that I manifested was so deeply rooted in possibility that even though I was in the, my dark night of the soul, as I like to call it, mm. my belief system was anchored in, I know I can make this happen. And that's really key. It's all subconscious versus subconscious. Um, so we manifest from the subconscious mind, 5% yeah. of, you know, 95% of our subconscious is always running the show. And I, my subconscious was pretty strong with the belief systems that allowed me to manifest the things that I did. Mm. I, oh, I want to talk about these subconscious beliefs. It's so powerful. I think of this, it's kind of a silly story, but I want to share the story because, um, you know, when people, so, okay. So, uh, 2016, I, I say this every episode, I, I, it comes up some way or another, but I rode my bike across the country and I'm in Tennessee. I'm in Nashville spending a few nights there. And, uh, me and the guys I was with, uh, we met some people, we went to their house, we're having some drinks and they all turn out to be dental hygienists. And I was telling them how this is like, it must be three weeks into the trip at this point. So it's still pretty new it was a 90 day trip. And uh, I was telling them how like before the trip and kind of leading up to it in the past, you know, a few weeks, uh, I've been really clenching my jaw at night and like grinding my teeth. And they're, they're all, you know, three dental hygienists are like, oh, 
you need a mouth guard. Uh, once you start doing it, you never stop all this stuff, blah, blah. And I'm like, so then I'm like, well, that's some serious bullshit. I'm like, if I don't want to keep grinding my teeth, I'm not going to. So I was like, made it a point in my head. I was like, you go to sleep and you'll be relaxed and you will not grind your teeth. Like it is all good. It's fine. And then, you know, throughout that week, I, it was almost in, it was pretty quick. Like the next few days, like the grinding my teeth was gone. And I would say it was, it was all from the stress of the trip. Cause I'd never done it before. Um, but they believe, you know, you're going to do that forever. And I'm like, Nope, I'm going to tell myself not possible. I had the same experience with my autoimmune conditions. One of them was Hashimoto's. And just to give you kind of a, a snippet of what it, what the, the range that I was in, like how far off I was like from my healing. Um, like, I think the blood work is like the range is like zero to 200. And I was at 700, which means my doctors, I went to five different doctors are like, you're not going to heal this. And I'm like, watch me. Mm -hmm. And it took me four years. And, but I did, I fully healed it. Mm. That's incredible. Yeah. So what, so what's going on there with these, these subconscious beliefs? How do we identify them? How do we break through them? I know that's a lot right there, but um, where do we start? Yeah. So I think a good place to start um, when people come to me, I say to them, you know, if you don't already have your manifestation, it's because there's some, probably something going on in your subconscious belief that is keeping you from bridging that gap. So our conscious mind, right? This frontal lobe here is saying, I want to lose 20 pounds. And then the subconscious is just has you for whatever reason, maybe there's some safety reasons why you want to keep the weight on or whatever. And the subconscious has taken that in and said, no, we're going to keep you safe. We're going to keep the weight on. It doesn't matter how much you try. That's why people set new year's resolutions and then end up failing because their conscious mind is saying, yeah, we can do it. We can do it. And then the subconscious mind is like, no, but we're wired like you, since you were seven, like zero to seven years old, your subconscious is, is wired and it's not possible for you to lose the weight. So in the beginning, a lot of people manifest from, from willpower and they push and force. And again, it's another reason why people give up on their dreams is because they feel like they're pushing a boulder uphill and it's too much. Um, but when you learn about the subconscious and what beliefs and perceptions and conditioning you have going on there, and then you start to rewire them, then you can start to manifest with ease with that energy and law of attraction, law of vibration that we talk about. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, we're back to law of vibration. So tell me a bit about that. So the law of vibration has to do with the energy that you're resonating out. So you resonate out and the law of attraction brings it in. And I'm particularly very keen on this law because I'm a energy leadership coach. I'm certified in a process where I actually can give people an assessment and it allows me to see what is going on in their subconscious mind based on how they answer the questions. And from there, once you have the awareness of like, oh, I have these beliefs, I have this conditioning. Because again, most of us are, it's running on autopilot. Our subconscious runs on autopilot. So you're not, unless you've done some work on yourself already, you might be aware of them. But this tool allows us to really see and be like, oh, which is why my clients manifest so quickly because we can like really pinpoint what the subconscious beliefs are and then work to rewire them. And mm. then the law of vibration is that once you get rid or, or shift those beliefs, then you're resonating higher energy, higher vibration. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I like this idea you said before, like we're, we end up like forcing it. And I think that's something that, that I've seen for sure. You know, uh, one of my favorite books back here, Deepak Chopra, um, got a mantra from him. Um, that is, um, as I let go of the need to arrange my life, the universe brings abundant good to me. 
and reminding myself, like, uh, you know, we talk about money. I think money is a big thing for a lot of people. And if you're in debt and it's like, uh, I just got the book, money flows to me easily or whatever it is, um, or dollars flow to me easily. Um, but it's like, the, you've been trying to, you've been focusing on this debt. Oh my God, I'm in debt, right? Really, I need to solve this. I need to make more money, like forcing it, like you said. So how do we get away from that? And, and then maybe you have other examples of way people might force something that they want. And how do we, how do we stop forcing it? So, okay, so this is awesome and, and deep. And it could go many ways, but if, especially with money, money is especially like entrepreneurs and money, right? We're talking now to, to our people, right? If you, if your nervous system is not strong enough to hold the knowing that you can create the money, the belief that you can create the money, mm-hmm. I don't care how many mantras, how many affirmations you do, you're going to, you're going to always feel like you're pushing a boulder uphill. So when it comes, really, when it comes to any manifestation, but I talk about when we talk about money, we're talking about a sense. Us, most of us need money to feel secure, right? Most of us need it. We need to see it in our bank or whatever. We need to be able to pay our bills. We need to have be able to pay for our shelter. And so, on a on a nervous system level, if we are, don't see the money coming in, we start to freak out. Mm. Okay. Um, so again, the affirmations won't work. What I would say here is key. Number one is addressing the beliefs that you might have that are keeping you from believing that you can create financial abundance. And the second thing would be to regulate your nervous system. Mm. So I actually had somebody ask me this the other day, an entrepreneur who was freaking out about money. When you get to the point where you are in panic mode, you are in absolute contracted energy. Mm. So it doesn't matter what you do outside the affirmations, the writing, the vision 20 million times, even working with certain coaches who are not informed in the nervous system. You're not going to manifest the money. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say to you, go get a job because right now getting a job and making some money is going to make your nervous system relax. Mm. And then when you can relax your expanded energy and then the ideas, the flow, the creative juices, the clients, the money can come. Mm. You, it's like healing. It's a process of healing. And I know people don't want to hear that because people love, you know, being an entrepreneur. But yeah. if you get to the point where you're freaking out, I'm going to say to you, get a job. Yeah. Like, Is there a point where some people... So, okay, I get that. Like that, that would be your solution for someone who just can't get out of this. Uh, you know, maybe there's someone who's making money, but really wants to expand, really wants to grow. I mean, maybe, maybe for myself, right? Uh, if you hit a point where you're at hundred K, it's like, well, when is, when is 200? When is 300? When is the half million going to come? Like, how, how can I do a better job of manifesting that? So for that, I would say still nervous system regulation, because now your nervous system needs to expand to, to receive more. So it's a different type of nervous system regulation, right? Depending on what that is for you. Everybody has different techniques that work different, differently for them. I love emotional freedom technique is one of the ones. Um, but I would say explore a little bit of the, the um, belief system you might have going on around growth and what it means to be more successful financially mm. and start there and start to explore that. And it'll come to you. You can ask your subconscious mind. 
people who have done work on themselves, especially have kind of like a head start because yeah. you can literally talk to your subconscious at night and say, what do I need to know about my next level to get to my next level? And the answers will start to reveal themselves to you. Mm-hmm. But always, 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 I don't care if you're starting out. I don't care if you're, you know, trying to reach six figure months, like multiple six figure months, the nervous system regulation, you need to expand in order to receive. It's like picture you're putting um, water in this jar. If you want to put more water in it, the jar has to get bigger. Mm. And if you want to put even more water into that bigger jar, it has to get bigger. So your nervous system has to expand in proportion to the growth that you're, that you're, um, wanting to manifest. Gotcha. Cool. So what are some, you talk about this nervous system regulation. Uh, you mentioned one of them. I didn't totally catch it again, but what are some of those examples of regulating your nervous system? So for nervous system regulation, my favorite, I mean, I have my manifest epic method, which includes emotional freedom technique. It includes breath work, Kundalini breath work, and it includes yin yoga. Yin yoga is amazing to release because yin yoga addresses the, the chemistry in our body, which is the mind, because the mind becomes the body, right? Mm-hmm. Our, our thoughts become chemistry that enter our cells, and then our body just takes over. So yin allows us to release this old, outdated chemistry and outdated limiting beliefs and stuff like that from a chemistry standpoint. So where you might be doing all the mindset work, yeah. until you do the body work, you still haven't fully released it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, another one that's really super simple and, and expansive is to look and surround yourself with people who have already reached the level of success that you're looking for. Mm. Not huge, but like the next three steps ahead of you. So mm. that will expand you. It'll be, I call it proof of possibility, proof of what is possible. That's more for your belief system. Mm. That's cool. That's like that, that four mile, uh, four minute mile example. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Cool. I wonder if you could talk on for a second. Uh, you said it in there where um, I think it's super helpful for people to understand like you create your reality, your thoughts create, not like, you know, oh, my bank account is zero or I'm in debt or whatever. And therefore I think this way, it's like, you know, you created that reality. Can you speak to that a little bit? And, and then how we can, and I think if this is coming back to like the subconscious beliefs, um, but yeah, maybe you could just speak on that a little bit. What, what in particular are you meaning? Like when it, when we talk about money, like. Uh, not money. I think just like everything, you know, relationships. You're like, I'm always, you know, I'm always dating these awful guys. Um, you know, it's like, yeah, because of what you're doing or what you're putting out there. So, yeah, I think you creating your reality. So it really stems to radical responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, and in that is the fact that most of us, are living on autopilot. We're not living intentionally. 85% of people who take the assessment that I give score. So it's the seven levels of energy. If you've probably seen the scale of consciousness, mm-hmm. power versus force, David mm-hmm. Hawkins. Yeah. It's exactly that. The assessment I give people is exactly that. And most people, 85% of people score a level three or in the level three range, which means they're living life and letting life happen to them. So you create your reality by deciding what you want your life to look like and taking radical responsibility. Now, this doesn't mean that because if your bank account is zero, you're going to beat yourself up over the bank account being zero because then that's victim consciousness. And now again, you're dropping into the low levels of energy or you're, if you're dating the crappy people, 
you're not going to be like, oh, I suck or whatever. No, it's why am I attracting the crappy people? What is it about my, and it's usually stems from self-worth, all of it, the money, the relationships, whatever, it, it, the bottom line is self-worth. What is it about me that I'm willing to tolerate? Level three energy, we're willing to rationalize to tolerate. 85% of us are doing that. What am I rationalizing to tolerate, which continues to create the same reality over and over? Mm. That's really it. We create our reality based on what we decide we're available for consciously getting out of autopilot and taking radical responsibility. Yeah. I love that. Would you say it's just like really the, a big step is to a, start asking yourself better questions. Absolutely. It, it just simply one of the questions, level three, level three energy is, is literally you're looking at everything in your life and you're saying like, we'll use dating as an example. Well, you see all the red flags. And you're like, well, but you know what? He's a really nice guy. He's not that bad. It's worse out there. So you're already talking yourself mm -hmm. into staying in something that isn't 100% what you want. So what I say to people when, when people come to me, you know, we're talking about the com complexities of manifesting, but it's really simple. I say to them, what do you want? Okay, write it down on a piece of paper. Write it down to a T. Like if you're not willing to settle for anything less, and I'll use people who come to me wanting a better job. So they'll go on interviews and they'll be like, well, I got this job interview and, oh, I don't know, it sounds really good, but, but I'm like, does it have everything on your list? Well, it doesn't have it, then forget it. If it doesn't have everything on your list, you are settling. You are telling the universe, I'm not good enough for everything on my list. Mm. Wow, I, I love that. I but it, it seems like it can seem scary. Like I create this, what is this list? Like we make this list and it's, you know, where's the line, I guess. Okay. A lot of thoughts now. Where's the line of like, well, I want to make a million dollars. It's like, well, you only make 50,000 now. So that's a little much like, you know, where's the line there as far as like dreaming big, really, or being reasonable um, or being unreasonable. And yeah, let's start there. Okay. So if you're dreaming big, it's a great question because here it is. It goes back to nervous system regulation and expanding your nervous system. If you are somebody who comes from absolute like destitute situation, we're, we're going extremes here. And you're like, I'm going to make a million dollars and you're doing all the things and it's not working. Then I would say to you, maybe a million dollars is too scary for you. So you're tripping yourself up to not manifest it. So what would be something, an amount that stretches you enough, like to the edge of your comfort zone, but isn't making your nervous system put up all the red flags, like you're in threat mm. and then start there. So it's not about not dreaming huge. It's about dreaming big enough that your nervous system can handle it. And then by then your, your nervous system has already expanded. And then you can dream up the next bigger dream and the next bigger dream and the next bigger dream. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's great. Is it like to kind of put a feeling or description to that, to that nervous system? Is it like, okay, I write down a million dollars, you know, all of a sudden my stomach drops or I like laugh at myself. Like what, what does that feel like to experience that? I, so an example I like to use here is if you can close your eyes and visualize it and actually feel yourself with a million dollars, then you're good to go. If you can't, if you're having a hard time visualizing, like, 
a million dollars and then your mind wanders and then chances are your nervous system is not ready for it. Cool. Okay. Love that. So we make this beautiful list. We go for, we'll stick with that job interview example. We go for that job interview and it's like nine out of 10 or whatever. It hits nine out of 10 things. And you say, you say, no, do not take the job because you're telling the universe you're selling for less. Well, that seems scary, but Sonia, it's nine out of 10. That's so good. It's way better than what I was doing. Nope. You're worthy of a 10. What if I don't get another job interview? What if I, that's, that's okay. So that's the test from the universe. The universe is saying, are you going to drop back into your old patterns of not believing that you're worthy of it? Or are you going to step up and really hold the steady frequency of that list? Mm -hmm. So this list is a frequency. And if it doesn't have all the things on it, the frequency drops. And if you're willing to settle, then your frequency is dropping. So you haven't really mastered the frequency of what's on the list. I love that. I love it. But it's, it's, it's scary. You know, it is scary because it's scary because that's where your nervous system is expanding. That's Mm. where you go into the edge of your comfort zone. Cause you're like, Oh shit. Like I had people during the, the height of the pandemic, you know, when it started like looking for jobs and they were like, Ugh. and I'm like, trust me, stay with your list. I had somebody go on three interviews, three different interviews. And she, she was like, no, no, but I got to take that one. Cause that one has like eight, eight things. Uh, no, no. Same thing with your dating. No. If it's not everything on the list, you are, it, it allows you to step more into your power when you, when you say no. Mm-hmm. to the things that aren't 100% on your list and yeah. your nervous system is like, Oh, I can handle this. And then everybody has always gotten the job or the partner based everybody? on everybody the when they hold it. Every single one of my clients, I evaluated my business last year, mm-hmm. every single one of my clients, cause I do an intake form. What do you want to manifest specifically? And a lot of the work I do is inner work. It's not, I don't care about the outer things. Yeah. You come to me, you tell me what you want to manifest. I don't give a crap really. Yeah. I'm like, okay, let's do this. Every single one of them manifested everything they came to me for and then some. Mm-hmm. Because wow. when you change your inner landscape, you change your outer reality. Yeah, I love that. And I, 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 that's the hardest stuff I feel like to really, I mean, you talk about identifying those beliefs. It's difficult, you know, I, I it's think. It's difficult I mean, when, you, when you're trying to do it on your own, right? Yeah. Because you, you, we all have blind spots. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're a coach. I'm a coach. I work with a coach. I'm sure you work with a coach as well because- there's only so, so far we can take ourselves, even with all the tools we have before we plateau mm-hmm. and before those blind spots start to get in the way. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, I love this. Okay. Um, well, okay. I was going to ask, you kind of already mentioned it, but like, can you tell me some things that your clients uh, have manifested? All right. So jobs, definitely jobs, relationships, healing, um, healed relationships with their parents. I've had a lot of those. Uh, one of them manifested an amazing home for herself. Uh, what else? All sorts of little things in between there. Mm. I've manifested, well, I manifested my own healing, five autoimmune conditions healed. I've manifested my home and a vacation home. The vacation home I manifested when I was in that dark state. Mm, nice. Um, People have manifested money, financial abundance. I had a couple of entrepreneurs that manifested their financial goals. Uh, what else? Ideal clients, they get really clear on who their soul 
mate client is and they start manifesting because they stop settling thinking that out of desperation right out of wanting right. to make money they're like oh i just got to take somebody yeah um so yeah pretty much all of it the whole gamut yeah i love it amazing so um okay i know there's like this big thing that i struggle with um months ago and i feel like i've made a breakthrough towards it but like the idea of letting go and i'm curious your thoughts on that if you talk about that a lot to be like okay like you know we make this list whatever for our dream job or or we're working on manifesting a certain you know financial abundance um okay like let it go but it's like well i still have to like get on sales calls i have to show up on instagram i can't just like do nothing so like what does that look like to let go do you subscribe to that um depends i don't if if you feel like you're in contracted energy and you know what that feels like you know that desperation feeling you know that like pit in the gut of your stomach then i would say there is some opportunity for you to regulate your nervous system and that's what i mean by when i say letting go letting go to me means it doesn't mean take your eye off the ball it means get your nervous system in alignment mm. get your nervous system to come on board with you mm. Uh, but I don't subscribe to the whole like kumbaya, like, eh, I'm going to do nothing, you know, um, because it's good to have the energy of anticipation and excitement of what's to come. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Like okay. That's different energy than contracted energy of like, oh, my God, is it coming? Is it desperate? Oh, my God. When is it coming? I'm so like that. It's two different energies. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it, it come it keep, like you're continuously coming back to this contracted energy. And I think that's, you know, a big thing that I've realized, too. It's like you know, if it is posting on Instagram and doing it a certain way. And I'm like, man, I'm so much resistance to this, but like, this is what people say to do. So I'm going to keep doing it. And. Oh, Matt, I'm so glad we're talking about this. Because <laughs> I'm actually going to do a story tomorrow on this because, oh, and I love that you use like resistance. Mm -hmm. I see this so much in the entrepreneur world. And last year was that year for me where I was like, like looking at all like the way everybody was doing it yeah and i was like i literally almost crashed and burned because i was just like no but none of this feels good it doesn't feel good in my body mm. so the and it's crazy because the way i teach entrepreneurs is not at all like a certain way it's their way there mm. that is already intrinsic within them so when you as an entrepreneur feel resistance or feel like this just doesn't, that is a red flag that your soul is not in alignment with it. Your nervous system is not in alignment with it and you don't have to do it. So the key there is not judgment. It's you deciding for you, but really from your power, mm. it gets to be my way. Mm. I get to blaze the trail. Yeah. I always, I always wonder, I'm curious what you think of this, where it's like, you know, it's that, um, do I not like this or am I not good at it yet? Like, okay, if it's your first time getting, you want to build a business and we'll use Instagram. Um, like, yeah, you got to make some presence known. And, and so where's the, like, I hate doing this. I hate having to like show up on camera. I hate having to make the post. Um, is that you like having that contracted energy and, and should you not do that? Should you look at a different platform or like, do you kind of have to push through a little bit? Do you have to get better at Instagram? So you actually know if you're even good at it yet. I mean, I get what you're saying. And I would say if you are somebody who operates from a belief system of a miracle mindset, so that's your belief system running the show. 
like, do I have to do this? Is it who says Instagram is the way to go? Mm. It's because it's what you believe. I've gotten clients from all over. Like I've gotten clients from like random workshops I did 15 years ago <laughs> and they're coming to me now. And that's just miracle mindset but it's what you believe. So if you believe truly that, yes, I'm going to get all of my clients because this is where I get them. Ask yourself the question, do I really believe this? Or is it a belief that I took on that somebody else's mm. because your belief system is going to dictate what your energy is around it. Cause if you really believed it, you would not feel contracted. You would, you would just do it and it would be fun for you. Mm. Yeah. Like, ah, yeah, I suck at this, but I'm having fun. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be yeah, like, yeah. yeah, maybe you have gotten clients um, on Instagram and maybe that's what you lean on. You lean on, yeah, I've gotten clients on here. I'm going to keep doing this because it's fun and I get to be of service and I get to provide value. Yeah. But at the end of the day, as an entrepreneur, you get to decide as the CEO of your company, what works and what doesn't. Mm. I love it. I've, From your belief system. Yeah, I love, I had, um, I was like, like I said, with Instagram, kind of having my own, um, follow this guy, Brock Johnson. I think he's great. I think it can work for a lot of people, but it's like, it's qu quantity over quality. Get a reel out a day. He's now doing two reels a day. And it's like all these voiceovers. And I'm like, I don't hate the voiceovers. I'll still do a little of them. You know, I enjoy doing some of them if they feel good to me, just like that. Right. But right. I was not doing that in December and it burned me out. I didn't like it. And yeah, when I was traveling for the holidays, like really was sitting with this, I'm like, who, you know, who is Matt and what feels good for you? And how do you want to show up? And the second I started being more in alignment, alignment with that, um, I got I got a client for the first time ever from this podcast, from our modern uh, happiness part of this podcast. Um, a an old client was like, "Hey, you got to work with this person." Like, uh, or you know, this, she told it was a referral, right? Which I didn't reach mm -hmm. out for. And I don't get. I haven't gotten a lot of referrals lately, so it's like all of a sudden I'm getting these. You know, things are coming in without me having to do the godforsaken <laughs> voiceover reels. Yeah. And there. it's, it's, the, it's, you already have like, just in speaking with you, I can sense that you have a, a charge around it, an energetic charge around it that it makes you contracted. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how does it feel in my body when I'm about to post? Like I don't post every, I, I haven't posted in weeks on my grid. I post on my stories all the time because I like it. It's interactive. It feels good to me. Mm -hmm. um, I don't post on my grid all the time. Um, and I get clients from all over. Yeah. Even Facebook. Yeah. And I don't even post on Facebook a lot, <laughs> but it is a matter of, and we're, it's starting to turn. The tide is starting to turn. A lot more entrepreneurs are starting to do it their way, but it takes, it takes a leap of you anchoring into that energy of like, it gets to be my way and I get to get paid for doing it my way and yeah. to blaze the trail. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. And I'm feeling, you know, um, it's a lot of this, this inner work, you know, and it, it never ends. Right. <laughs> it's and, all just check in with your body. I always yeah. say to people, don't complicate it. Does it feel good in my body? Am I feeling tense and tight? Mm, I am. Well, what are the thoughts I'm having around this? And maybe you can change the thoughts and beliefs. Maybe you can't, if you can't, don't do it. Mm. Don't yeah. go through with it. Do it your way. What feels good to Matt? Yeah. Okay. So I love, I think this is a perfect lead in. Uh, I was going through your website, um, uh, or maybe no, it was one of your posts. Uh, the nudge, right? Playing small, feeling like you're playing small and you're getting this nudge to do more with your life. I would love to talk about that because I feel like that was me. 
I feel like it's constantly me all the time, but that was like Matt as an engineer. It was this nudge, like, dude, there's something out there. It is not building these million, hundreds of millions, sometimes billion dollar buildings in New York City. Like this is not it. And there was that nudge for something more. So I'd love for you to talk about that. So the nudge is a um, term that I coined <laughs> as a result of getting nudged by the universe. Probably I had like three good nudges in my life and I'm so stubborn that I'm like, no, you go away, nudge, go away. And then the universe came over with a two by four and whacked me over the head. And I say this obviously tongue in cheek because I don't believe that the universe is an asshole. I believe that the universe just wants us to grow mm. into our highest potential, right? And some of us are chosen. Some of us can live on autopilot for the rest of our lives. There's nothing good or bad about either one. I feel like I'm one of the chosen ones. And so, um, yeah, I had my first nudge was when I was 37 and uh, I just felt like life looked good on the outside, but I, I didn't feel good. Like, and I would be like, it's that level three energy. I would be like, but I have a good husband. I have two kids that are healthy and happy. I have a beautiful home but something didn't feel good. And um, at the time I was training for a triathlon, thank God. And shortly, like maybe eight months, I was into my eight month of training and my mom passed away suddenly of a brain aneurysm. And that was the whack over the head when I was like, wow, this is it. She was 60 years old and her life just ended eight weeks after her birthday. Wow. And I was like, life is really like, it was the first time in my life I had lost somebody significant and, and realized like, oh, that's okay. I, this is a wake up call. And I chose to take the pain and turn it into something positive and productive. Like I said, at the time I was training for a triathlon. So I truly believe that the chemicals that my brain was producing, the good chemicals helped me to really do that, to manifest from a place of like, being positive and you know so that was my first nudge but that put me on a trajectory that's when I became a life coach and I started helping people and it just literally changed my life for mm. the better it, I always say it's the best worst thing that ever happened to me um, yeah yeah and but, then I've had other nudges that weren't as significant as that but my illness was another one but um, not all nudges have to be gloom and doom like mine <laughs> mm. you know but you turn them around I turn them around and I've always grown from them. So most people that are either watching you or watching me or, you know, in our stories, they have a nudge happening, but they're just not ready to take the leap for the most part. Some of them maybe are. Um, I would say that calling is your calling to your next level of consciousness for you to grow as a human. Mm -hmm. So there's a quote, uh, we either grow or we die, right? you can choose, you can choose if you want to, what you want your life to look like. And if you want to grow, or you can choose to just stay where you're at and be content yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that. So what would you say to someone who maybe is feeling that nudge, maybe is listening to this? Um, what's, what's like the first step? I would say, don't let fear stop you. Cause I will tell you that when I felt the nudge and um, I looked to work with a life coach back when I was 37, when my mom passed away, um, I was like, I, I talked to this life coach that I met through a yoga class and I was scared shit because I'm like, not so much about the investment because I know the investment can be scary. I wasn't scared about the money. I was like, what is it going to come up? Like as a result of me working with this coach and I was really scared 
but I'm one of those people that can, I can really step through my fear with courage. Luckily at the time I did because it, the return on investment is probably 500 times. I'll just leave it at that. Like, don't be afraid to invest in your potential. Look at all the shit you spend money on and don't be afraid to invest on your potential. It will be the greatest gift you give yourself and you give the people in your world. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, investing in yourself, it's, it, it's almost a, it, it's funny. Like you said, the money can be scary, but after you do it, it's like, that was three grand. Are you kidding me? And I don't know if you've found this, but I'm at a point now where when I invest it, like the money just comes from somewhere else. Mm. It's like the universe is going, okay, the law of reciprocity, you're putting it out. So it's coming back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, to me, honestly, right now I'm in a point in my life where if people were like, oh, but I read the books and I took like the $97 course, I'd be like, no, forget the books, forget the course, just work with somebody who can really get you into your body. Like who can really shift your mind and your, your chemistry mm. into that next level that you want to grow into. Yeah. Yeah. I love just it. stay up in here. They stay up in your head and yeah. Huh? Yeah, I think most people don't have someone to talk to and to even like begin this conversation. And if you find something that resonates with you uh, and you feel comfortable with them, like, and they're a good coach, right. You can have these conversations. And that's my favorite part of my coaching is like, cool, we'll make money. Great. Awesome. And like, I want you to get your return investment financially, um, but to be able to like uncover shit and like realize that, like you said, like you're worth it and you can accomplish these things. It's like, that's the most fun part. Oh, absolutely. And then when the manifestation does come through, that's like the icing on the cake. Cause now not only do you feel good on the inside, cause you've shifted the stuff that needs to be shifted, but now you start to see the external reality matching your internal world. And you're just like, oh, this is awesome. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. And yeah. And, and what I was saying before stepping into fear, like, huh, I love it now. Uh, like it's so necessary. I, I love the line. I, I think I keep saying this in every podcast now, just cause it keeps coming up. But, um, on the, on the other side of that fear is the person you want to become. Oh, 1000%. Like let's, it's, it off. let's go for it. Yeah. It's, it's not, you know, I say to people, like I used to be one of those people that was like, feel the fear and do it anyway. You know, like one of those. But now I'm like, look, the fear's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like friend your fear and know that it's there and know that it's trying to protect you and then decide for you, like at the, what is this going to cost me if I don't, what is it going to cost me if I don't take the leap? Yes. Do I want to let fear win or do I want to be in my power and make the move? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love it. I think that's, you know quality of your life is determined by the quality of questions. So when you ask Absolutely. yourself a question like that, you get a really good answer. Um, yeah. I want to circle back to a second to like the idea of resistance, um, feeling that resistance and being like, well, this doesn't feel good for me. Like, well then stop doing it. At the same time, you talk about the universe saying, well, I want this better life. Um, you know, with the checklist of your, your new job, but it's not hitting all of them. Um, it, feel, it might feel like resistance in the way that like, I'm not getting the job opportunities. It's like, it's coming. Like maybe it's two different types of resistance. And yes. have, you, have you read uh, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield? Years ago, but yeah. yeah. Which he calls it resistance with a capital R. Like lean into that. Cause that means you're headed in the right path. 
Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right about that. There's like good resistance, like the resistance that makes diamonds, right? Like mm-hmm. makes di- a diamond a diamond. And then there's the resistance that's like, ugh, this shit just drains me. Yeah. And so like, that's the difference. I would say I like that. it's like, yeah, it's like, this feels like crap. That's resistance. And then this is hard. Right. It's like one of them literally drains you. Like you're just like, ugh, right. And, and it blocks your creative juices from flowing. Like, you know, cause we were talking about posting and stuff. If you start to feel like that, there's something to be looked at there, but the resistance of leaning into it's like, it's almost like excitement without the breath. It's like, Ooh, this could, this job could be the one, but I'm going to say no to it. Cause it's okay. And you're leaning into it. And the more you lean into it, the more your nervous system expands to, for you to receive your mm. receiving container expands. Mm. And so the universe is just like, okay, the next job is going to be, uh, it's going to have nine things on the list, or maybe it'll have the 10, but you're expanded enough. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, that's super cool. Um, okay. I kind of want to finish with this idea of purpose. Uh, you had this line on your website. I believe you can manifest an epic life that aligns with your soul's purpose when you decide to self-lead. And I really want to kind of dive into the, the soul's purpose part of it. And I think I, I've been doing, you know, making this transition to personal trainers who, yeah, kind of like they have their purpose there. Uh, and it might change and that's cool too. And now talking to these corporate people who uh, some of them know what they want to do. Some of them are like, I have no idea. So what would you say to someone who's like, what's my purpose? I have no idea. How do I find it? Mm-hmm. You're already, you're already here you're already starting to find your purpose. That's what I would say to them. The fact that they came to you is their, that nudge is that their soul is starting to nudge them into their purpose. And it's not, you don't have to see the entire staircase, mm-hmm. right? Your soul reveals the next best step for you when you take inspired action. And then it gets like more expanded and more open and more open. And you start to see more of the path. But that's where I would say non-attachment plays a role too. Because if you're, if you're going into it, and again, this is all energetics. I look at everything and feel everything from the energy standpoint. If you're like, oh, I want my purpose. Well, what's my purpose? Well, I came to you already. You're like, no, you're, you're, not, you're not there. You're contracted. But if you're like, all right, let's see what is the next best step. And you look at life as a journey and not a place to be, then your purpose reveals itself to you. Yeah. Oh, man. That was... So well said, I am going to just memorize what you said so I can articulate it like that because that is it. Like I, I run my bike cross country. I'm like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. I finished and I was like, I'm going to lead people across the country. And like, I know how to do it. I'll take on like five people, you know, whatever, three grand each, five grand each. Like, well, I'll set you up and we'll do it. Uh, and then I found CrossFit and I was like, oh my God, I've always want to be a personal trainer. This is coming back into my life. Forget the biking thing, personal training. And right. And that's what I moved across the country for, to be a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, oh, I don't really like this, but I love photography. I'm gonna combine photography with CrossFit. That's my new thing, blah, blah, right? Then pandemic happens, lose all my events, lose all my clients. And all of that is then set me up for, well, through photography, I've learned all about branding and social media and all this stuff. I can combine that with who I was as a personal trainer and help these personal trainers. Like that was my niche and like really become that business coach. and. Matt, three years ago, you would tell him he's going to be a business coach. No way in hell he would have thought that that was going to happen. But it's like, and I love that you're sharing this, Matt, because um, your purpose can be many. 
It yeah. can be so many folds of your purpose, right? Because it is about who you become on the way. It's about who you're becoming on the way to your purpose. Mm -hmm. And the key to what you're describing about pivoting and changing your mind is non-judgment. That's how you stay in flow. Because a lot of people with our conditioning, most have the conditioning of like, you get a job. You, I'm sure the people you probably work with are like conditioned to like, get a, go to school, get a job, do your work, retire. And so the thought of like pivoting as, as much as you have, as much, right? Is like, oh my God, I could never do that. When you release the judgment from the journey, it unfolds and it shows you. But if you're sitting there going like, oh man, I did this and I keep changing and I'm, then you're always going to be in contracted energy. You're not going to attract the things that you need to attract for your evolution. I love it. I used to judge myself so hard and it was like fitness was a big part of my life. And I, you know, my story is like freshman year of college I was working out in, you know, in the, in the gym. And I was like, it'd be cool to be a personal trainer, but that's not a real career path. And so I became an engineer and down that road I went and then I found it again, right? I came back to it and then I move across the country to do personal training. And then literally four months later, I'm like, doing it. And I'm like, I don't like this. Like I thought I would like full time. Oh no. But you know, I had this photography thing. So I leaned into that and then, yeah. And I'm like, am, like, what is wrong with me? Why am I switching? And then it's like, I'm going to be this business coach. What's wrong with me, dude. Like you can't stick out this photography thing. You can't like keep going and like work hard for that and grind out the next 10 years of like being this Colorado CrossFit photographer, like you said you would. And I would judge myself so hard for that. And it became a point. Um, I, I've, I don't know if you've gotten into human design at all, but, yeah. um, but, but just, you know, just in general, like, yeah, these ingrained beliefs that I have to be one thing my whole life is absurd and crazy, or I have to be, or at least I have to give it five years or whatever belief might be ingrained. Uh, it's not true. And I know for my human design is like, I'm meant to create many things in my life. Mm -hmm. Are you a Manny, Manny Jen? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like, just to be like, know that that's okay. And, and to lean into that is beautiful. And, and we, we talk about this on the Modern Happiness Podcast, like know thyself. It's so important. And it's kind of everything you've been saying here when you're feeling that bad energy, um, know what, when you're the contracted energy and to know uh, those nervous system resets, what are good for you? The same, this one's not good for you or the one that's good for me might not be good for you to like learn that stuff. It's so important to know that. Yeah. Stuff. You know, and it's interesting you say that because it's also why I don't like when you ask me, well, what are some of the methods? I'm like, Oh, well, I'll give you the methods I use. But even with my one-on-one -on -one clients, I sometimes switch things up because it's what is like, what works for their inner landscape. Cause maybe a method that I have to offer isn't what's right for them. And so that's the beauty of understanding your inner landscape and trusting yourself from a place of non-judgment that you, you get to live the life by your rules, your inner rules. I freaking love it. This is, might be my all time favorite podcast. <laughs> it's so, I was so excited when you said yes. And to come on here, talk about manifestation. Um, are there any final words you want to speak about with manifestation and the things we've been talking about? Um, I think I would just say to people, you know, based on what we just spoke about that to look at your life as a book of different chapters and not like, not a book of like this, the, each chapter is the end all be all. 
Mm. Just look at your, at your book as different chapters that what are you wanting to create? But really, if you, if you go to the end of your life and you look back at every chapter, ask yourself, am I satisfied with how all of those chapters played out because I lived with intention? That's what I would say. I love that. It's beautiful. It's something I've been even leaning. I mean, obviously I, I, I've been doing that and you've heard through my story. Like that's the stuff that I do. I, it's so much more scary for me to look back, you know, be on the deathbed and be like, I didn't do it. I didn't dance. I didn't play baseball. I didn't, you know, try to build that business. Uh, that is far more scarier to me than if anybody probably won't have any regrets. It's going to be you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope not, but, uh, but yeah, I, I love that. And, uh, yeah. And two, I've been leaning into this idea of like uh, treating this more like the game, like enjoying the journey. Like today, like the game right now is to be fully present for this podcast and to love every second of it. And then when I am on sales calls, the game is to land the sale. Like this is fun. It's not to, to, yeah, make hundred thousand dollars or $200,000 at the end of the year, or to have the house or all this thing. Cause you get it. And then you just want more. So it's yeah. the idea of being present and being like, Let's really enjoy these moments. Um, the old, uh, I'll be happy when, right? When I have the thing and it's really not about the thing because you can have the thing and get the thing and manifest the thing. And then you, you move on to the next thing. So it's really about, could I be happy without the thing? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I love that. And what you said before, you know, it's who you become along the way to, to the thing. So absolutely. Uh, thank you so much, Sonia. Where can people find you? They want to find, they want to manifest their entire life. Where do they go? <sighs> So the best place is Instagram at Sonia Lopez coach. And I'm also on Facebook and my website is www.sonialopezcoaching, S-O-N-I-A-L-O-P-E-Z coaching.com. But yeah, Instagram is really where I play. I love Instagram stories. So that's my, uh, my playing field. Yeah. Awesome. I love all your content and, uh, it'll obviously, it'll all be in the show notes, but, uh, Thank yeah. you. thanks so much for coming on and, uh, I will talk to you soon. Thanks, Matt. Bye, Sonia. Bye.